Welcome back to episode two of your favourite culinary podcast with me, Maya Russell-Smith. And me, Claudia Milani. Before we begin and introduce this week's guest, let's cue the titles. The Sit-Down Buffet with Maya and Claudia. So this week we're joined by another half Italian, half Spanish friend. It's Joe Spagnoli. Hello, and I also happen to be the voice of this entire podcast recorded several months ago. So it's nice to know that the amount of guests you have is clearly a lot smaller than you initially planned it to be. Yeah, to be completely <laughs> honest, we did have another guest who was supposed to be supposed to record a couple of weeks ago, but he keeps just not being available. So we were like, right, Bun him, let's get someone else. <laughs> so I'm the backup. Or we can pretend nice. we thought it out you really well, going so to it be just felt right. Yeah. But I mean, we didn't we speak about this way back when at the bakery and you were like, yeah, my friend's got a pasta ranking, you need to meet him. So here I am meeting the friend with a pasta ranking. <laughs> the pasta <laughs> ranking that was conceived at about 2.30am while incredibly drunk and hasn't been updated for going on three years, but yes. Maybe we can do a live update of it. Oh, Maya, it took me about two hours then. The list has grown since then. Realistically, we need at least a day. (laughs) I do have opinions. I'd brag and show you my pasta poster. I have a poster of all the pasta shapes in my kitchen because you have to, you know, mark your territory. Uh, But I'm about wired to three different things. So maybe we won't. You can imagine it. It's blue and it's got every pasta shape ever on it. Has it really got every shape on it though? No, it. You, you've ratted me out there. It's got about 149, I think, is the highest Rookie. number I can see on it. They're numbered with little names on it. It's a lot of pasta shapes. I feel shapes. like that's most pasta shapes. That, there's, there's a no. lot. A How many pasta shapes are there? Shapes. I'm going to Google this now. You go down south, trust me, there's at oh, least yeah. 500. But it's because pretty much every family's made up their own. Make it by hand, so it's like, oh, let's make it shaped like a dog. Actually, a thing. Wait, I uh, mean, all the best pasta shapes probably started because some kid was like, oh, Granny, can you make it look like a bus fly? Oh, I'll just say there are over 350 different pasta shapes. New mission in life to try every single <coughs> one of them. Trip that, to Italy? Would, that would take you a while. <laughs> I mean, I eat a lot of pasta, <laughs> that's no secret. <laughs> So there's going to be quite a strong theme here, I think, of uh, Italian Italian food, pasta being the predominant one. Um, the thing I love about pasta is that it is it can be a very like easy, simple dish to make, but then you can also make it fancy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like you can have just... And you can also make a dessert. It can be absolutely anything you want it to be. Chocolate pasta, delicious. I haven't tried that, but I do want to it feels wrong (laughs) because you think oh this is usually savory where's the tomato but chocolate pasta with ricotta or mascarpone oh i feel like joe has some opinions about that (laughs) honestly i'm just excited and i want to get this done so that i can try it myself (laughs) (laughs) because the pasta itself is made with chocolate in it so Pirugina, the chocolate brand in italy markets it and then you just have chocolate tiny tiny. Delicious. 
sounds good right so joe what is your how is how what is your like thoughts about food what is what does food mean to you what do you think about food <laughs> what that's a really deep question to just spring on me a few <laughs> minutes in um to be honest i think it kind of it changed a few years ago because i'm not sure claudia actually knows this yet i am I'd say 95% of vegan. And before that point, I didn't enjoy eating at all. Like it didn't really mean anything beyond the sort of daily sustenance. It wasn't even something I enjoyed doing particularly. After that, especially if you're following some kind of lifestyle slash ethical diet, you really, you, you pay far more attention to what's going into your body almost by necessity. And as a result, you then, you naturally, it's not just finding substitutes for what I can slap, can't slash won't eat. No, but I, I think veganism is very interesting. Obviously, Claudia and I aren't vegan or vegetarian. Um, Again, I listened to the, I listened to the pilot. You made that abundantly clear. <laughs> After seeing the lamb's brain. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should have put in a trigger warning on that one. Yeah. <laughs> triggered. Um, I'm a lamb and I'm listening and I'm triggered. <laughs> um Uh, but yeah it's it's my mum's actually just recently gone vegetarian and it's kind of a nightmare because i cook for my parents a lot and it's like oh i can make this but also now what am i gonna feed sort of what am i gonna feed (laughs) mum like my dad has to eat meat otherwise he's gonna like mushroom or risotto uh yeah and then she also doesn't she's also allergic to gluten so pasta's off the table and this is gluten-free yeah. pasta, and she's not a big carb fan, so it's basically just vegetables. I mean, which you... is fun, but yeah. And I mean, if that's yeah, chickpeas oh. are very versatile. You can make popcorn out of chickpeas. That's true. I did see chickpea burgers the other day, and I thought they looked Ooh. all right. Mm. What's your favorite vegan dish, Joe? That you? What's your like go-to? What is specifically like substituted for something that would normally have meat or animal product in it or just general meal that I love? Just general meal that you love. I'm a huge fan of risottos. Again, because they're far more versatile than people seem to think they are. Like you'd get, a lot of people assume it's a very sort of Italian or broader Mediterranean dish. The truth is most of the ones we have around here are like, english spring or fall vegetables like you you can just do so much with it because the nascent flavors of it of arborio rice of whatever vegetable stock you happen to use it actually appeals and pertains to a lot of different foodstuffs around the world like you can very i don't eat them obviously because of ethics but seafood risottos are very popular even in europe and beyond they're also very easy to do people have this idea that it's a very finicky process to do they're really not like it's just a case of being attentive to the food you're cooking which let's be honest when it comes to a lot of intermediate and above chef techniques is kind of all there is to it it's it's another one of those things that people say is difficult but it honestly it's just more about attention than actual cooking skill yeah it's just yeah. standing by the pan and making sure the rice doesn't all stick to the bottom oh uh, <laughs> if you overcook the rice that's that's it my mom's from valencia so she's she's pretty much the rice police <laughs> Cooking rice for her is terrifying. Um, a few weeks ago, they came up to York and my housemate was going to make rice for her dinner. And she texted me, she was like, um, when are you and your parents coming back? You're not coming back before dinner, right? Because I'm about to make rice and I don't want your mum to see. <laughs> Honestly, can I just jump in on that? Because 
there seems to be this belief that the Italians are massive, like, prescriptivists and very protective of their food. Some of them are, especially the ones that have gone over to the US and are no longer Italian at all but claim it. Mm -hmm. The Spaniards, by comparison, you do not want to offend them. And the Valencians in particular. (laughs) So there's a channel on YouTube that I watch all the time, Sorted Food. One of them had the audacity to try and make a paella first of all he said it paella not paella that got him really angry in the comments he tried to put one of those into a burrito the (laughs) comments just exploded the guy was getting like death threats from valencians and several years on it's still something that terrifies him so yeah oh my god because i pride myself on making a really good mushroom risotto but every time i make it for my mom it's like my attentiveness goes from 10 to 100 and I'm staring at that rice, praying it doesn't stick. Because otherwise, yeah. she she can even smell if it's stuck. <laughs> she just walk in, she's like, did you overcook your rice? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> I'm crying by the pan. <laughs> do you think that's you why Hell's Kitchen... when you have your own tears. <laughs> do, do you think that's why Hell's Kitchen never really caught on in Spain and Latin America? It's just like, well, this is perfectly normal experience of cooking yeah. for my parents. It's fine. <laughs> this is what cooking at home is like. My dad biggest food critic he's the italian one so every time i make pasta he's like hmm maybe next time try putting an anchovy in the sauce so oh, the that tomatoes, is a very good hack it's a good one an anchovy it's a very good or hack. capers as a vegan option okay capers a couple of like, do it yeah. melt as well as like anchovies do they no, like, react as you have to go just have to take them out. them out or you make a paste okay yeah interesting, interesting. and then he's like i'm I'm not criticizing. It's just just a friendly suggestion. I'm like, Dad, I'm a big girl. I could take it. Come on. It's fine. <laughs> I could take it. <laughs> just say you don't like the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and in restaurants, carbonara when made with cream, that's like his Ooh, big biggest no-no. no-go. Like, you know when they when the red flags went uh viral. You on know when red flags. <laughs> well, you know when red flags. Uh my dad, if he had Twitter, he would have probably posted. When a restaurant puts cream oh, yeah. in their carbonara, red flag, red flag, red flag. He's yeah. always like to the waiters, um, you you don't put cream in it, do you? And they're like, well, we do. And he's like, can you please tell the chef not to put cream can in you it? Slap the chef. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of very good Italian food that I have recently um, had in London is La Mia Mamma, which is Claudia is also a seasoned seasoned uh, attendee of this restaurant <laughs> i've got a table booked for tuesday actually oh there we go <laughs> it is generally insane like home so good madre of you know this like home cooked mama's food kind of well, style they they pluck a mom from which if your mother's listening she's probably in this restaurant <laughs> they just kidnapped her <laughs> yeah with her recipe binder and then they're like here you go here's some chef training you're gonna run the restaurant yeah and that's why the region changes every three months they pluck a different mama and then they pluck a different i had this like idea of them rolling up in a van outside some like italian house just being like come on get on us (laughs) you thought the mafia was bad Joe, time for you to close your eyes and imagine you've been plucked like a mama from La Mia Mama from planet Earth and you have been chucked into 
a desert island and you're sitting on this desert island there's sea all around you sand underneath your toes it's warm it's dry and there's a genie floating above you and he says all right you've just got to spend a bit of time here but i'm going to obviously give you some food because otherwise this is unfair so you can have three ingredients one luxury meal one drink and three kitchen equipments to sustain yourself with on this island for this foreseeable amount of time what do you choose well my sense of disbelief is doing some serious heavy lifting in this scenario <laughs> question that i have right from the off because there was a little bit of confusion in the pilot this island does not have any like crops to forage from does it like it is yeah i think we needed to establish this more clearly yeah let's okay let's go for right now there is there are no crops there's like palm okay. trees but there's no fruits <laughs> so my idea of foraging for wild garlic out the window out the window also i feel so like sad. wild garlic doesn't crop up that easily on a desert island no nah, you never know maybe a mango <laughs> a coconut okay there are trees but there's no actual like food to eat in the oh. ground all the vegetation is poisonous. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> even even the wood I build my shelter from. Fantastic. Poisonous. <laughs> Everything. Just don't lick it. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd be able to get this list done within about 10, 20 minutes, even with thinking about it. But I think the diff difficulty is like three ingredients is really tough. Like if it was five, I would have been able to do it immediately. And the problem is, I just know that the cheese and meat eating brigade are going to be on at me if there's like a a, 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 a crucial dietary a dietary resource that isn't isn't fulfilled. So I was thinking I have to get a protein in here somewhere. And oh my <laughs> god, I was struggling because I was trying to cover as many bases as possible. You can hack um, the system like Claudia and have live whatever, but you just have yeah. To... But I can't do that, can I? What about chickpeas, aquafaba? This, I will get into this in a few minutes. I was going to say... Live chickpeas, um, you just have to kill them yourself. Live That's the thing. That's the good thing about slaughtering animals. Not a sentence I ever thought I'd say. The good thing about it is that with chickens, you can get so many different things from them and you're covering so much of like the biome of gut diversity when you do it. Like boiling down the carcass for whatever after you've already used the meat and by the sounds of what you guys were talking about, making friends with the body. But... <laughs> Chickpeas were one of the first things that came to mind for me. I mean, you've already said you can make popcorn out of them. Great use for it. Obviously, I don't eat eggs, but aquafaba is something I discovered very recently. That's why I've said specifically tinned chickpeas, not elsewhere. Mm -hmm. yeah. Use the tin. First of all, the tin in and of itself can be used for elsewhere. Not edible, obviously, but as a weapon for any <laughs> US destroyers that go by or something. <laughs> or, or as a friend. But yeah, you, it, it, you can... They're, again, they're very, they're very malleable in terms of you can put them into several different dishes. You can pair them with more or less any carbohydrate that there is, but also you can make falafel out of them. And there's Ooh, barely, there's falafel. barely anything more that goes into it. So I was, I'm surprised that it didn't come to my mind immediately. Like I was putting chickpeas up against all the other different types of beans you can get, and yeah, they've probably got a bit more protein in them, but like. Chickpeas, you can you can use them in a lot of dishes as like a substitute for chips, even if you want like a lower mm. carb alternative. Add You've in the very aquafaba. much got your finger on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, 
I'm being I'm being utilitarian, Maya. Ingredient number one is chickpeas. I, I respect chickpeas. that. I like that. I appreciate the use of the tin as well. Yeah. I I have this vision of like a massive tiger. Let's pretend there's a tiger on the island at some point attacking you, and you just have your tin as your weapon. Whoop. Donk. That would be so tiger. <laughs> Or if there isn't a tiger, the lifeboat yeah. rocks up in three years' time and I've built an entire fortress out of chickpea tins. <laughs> and an armour. Oh, of course. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Chickpeas tinned. Yeah, chickpeas Genie approves. He chucks you a load of tinned chickpeas out of the sky. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> they will pelt you in the face immediately. <laughs> I hope your shelter's nice and sturdy. <laughs> okay. Poisonous wood. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's this is such a basic one at number two. Like, I needed a vegetable of some kind. I was I was honestly tempted to go vegetables for all three, and it pains me that onions and garlic, because I love garlic so much, that they aren't going to be in the first three. But I can't look past tomatoes. I know it's the most basic choice of all, but again, how utilitarian they are. It's it's not just the amount of stuff you can do with them on a desert mm. island. The amount of ways that you can cook them is incredibly impressive. Mm, like, sun-dried. Exactly. There you, know, you go. It, so I think it's sun-dried tomatoes, people are like, uh, with vegetables, it really matters how good the ingredients are. And a lot of the time, yeah, that is true. You can have some awful, like, cheap supermarket tomatoes. And if you sun-dry them, they will still taste great. So even if the genie is impoverished for resources... <laughs> He's just getting his stuff from Aldi. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, Aldi, Aldi isn't actually the worst. Suppose he's getting all of this stuff from Morrison's because we really are living in a cursed timeline. <laughs> the, the, t tomatoes open themselves up to becoming nice because of the environment that I'm in, assuming it's a desert island and not like, you know, Bouvet or whatever at minus five. Um, turn them into passata. Soup is obviously pretty simple. I wouldn't want to blend it with the seawater considering what this government's just voted to put into the water, but that's another point. Um, yeah, again, a, a staple of any kind of pasta or rice dish. So tomatoes, yeah. basically. Are they gonna? Yeah, they're fresh. Fresh. Do you have a specific tomato? Or is it just any tomato? That's like like the big ones or the cherry Ooh. ones. I'm a Romas. I'm a fan of I'm a fan of cherry more so than the others, simply just because they've got more nascent flavour to them, which yeah, isn't even true. It's just that they're smaller. Just therefore... quickly interjecting. When I was in Italy a few weeks ago, I brought back with me these tin tomatoes called muti and they're like these sweetened tomatoes and i wanted to use to make pasta sauce and whatever else i make with tin tomatoes because the ones here are great but they're just very sour a lot of the time yeah. so i brought back these two tins of tomatoes and i was like oh my god i'm so cool like i brought my own tomatoes from italy i'm so like italian and then i looked <laughs> in waitrose and sainsbury's and even this tiny like tiny little cafe where my mum works they have the same tomatoes there and i was like oh i thought i was so cool <laughs> i felt so mean crushing you i stood on your story and i was like oh, they're insane screens <laughs> i literally was like are oh, normal people bringing back souvenirs from italy i bring back 10 tomatoes and claudia was like lol I... down the road <laughs> have i told you what we brought back from spain a lamb so... let me guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, not far off it. We no. were at Bilbao Airport and it's got all of like half a shop and maybe a cafe if you get lucky. And so me, the uni student, 
thought, let me just go to duty free and buy some really cheap alcohol. Um, meanwhile, my That's dad absent. stumbles into <laughs> the one and only shop they have happens to be selling huge curated ham legs. And so we flew back with a whole pig's leg of curated ham. Is it on ham. the plane or is it on, in the hold? Oh, no, they like give you a little suitcase They give you a it. seat for and it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like this little cardboard that it comes with you and he got to pick like how many months he wanted it to be um, rested for and what the pig ate. <laughs> oh my God. I hadn't seen him as happy or holiday. Like, it must have been good ham though. It's really, I'm really sorry. Probably I'm really putting uni. Joe off now. It's like, talking about ham. I'm so like, sorry. <laughs> this, is, this is a really out of character question for me. It wasn't a Berico ham, was it? It was. Of course. It was. It's pretty, I love that ham though. It's so good. Like It's, it's just, so good. It's my biggest And they're, Aren't the pigs, like the Iberico pigs, aren't they treated like royalty? Like, pretty much. Alive? So it's like premium acorns they eat. None, none of the synthetic feed, none of that. Just premium acorns, just for them. Oh. Um, yeah, no, and then I came to Union. Now I don't get to eat any of it. Oh. <laughs> Very sad. It sits like in the it's dining hanging room. In your, it's hanging from a <laughs> beam in your house. <laughs> It has a stand. It's now it's not got your room now. <laughs> no, the dog actually does. Every so often, my dad sharpens his knife. You can hear him in the kitchen, like ching, 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 and then you hear the glug of the wine being poured. <laughs> and my mom's like, "Oh, I'll get the bread." <laughs> okay, your third ingredient, Joe. I want to say pasta. I want to say a specific type of pasta. In in, you know, with the sole intention of annoying fans of all of the others. But I think, again, I'm going to go even more derivative in terms of the raw ingredient in consideration of the fact I've already got infinite amounts of aquafaba from the chickpeas, just wheat, which is pretty worrying considering I, I'm fairly sure I have a minor gluten intolerance because I'm pretty sure most people do. But if you have raw wheat, it won't have gluten because isn't that like processed? Like the gluten is, gluten is like not inherent in wheat, is it? You can have a wheat allergy or a wheat intolerance. Yeah. And then you can have one to gluten. But it's true because you develop gluten when you're kneading bread, which is why you don't ever yeah. mix cake because then the gluten strands would make it tough. We're back in the game, boys. <laughs> Wheat is definitely number Whoa. three. Um, it's, yeah, so yeah, turn it into bread, turn it into pasta pretty obviously. Um, again, you can do an awful lot with it. We've only got three ingredients to play for before we get to the luxury meal. So mm -hmm. I'm going to try and cover as many bases as possible. Wheat is the staple of so much. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I can't grow it here because this is inexplicably an island with sand, poisonous vegetables, a random tiger, and a fortress <laughs> of, of chickpea tins. But yeah, so that's wheat, <laughs> tomatoes, specifically cherry, but it doesn't matter, and tin chickpeas. Okay. I can picture you saying to the genie, life. like, whatever you can get from the market. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 20 quid. <laughs> get something meantime. for yourself. <laughs> And I'm sat there like, I want live chicken. <laughs> and you're like, only alive. They must be plump. <laughs> I want them plump and I want them with nice feathers. Thank you. <laughs> and please make sure they're friendly. <laughs> they must know how oh. to play poker. <laughs> Uno, please. Or Monopoly. Oh, yeah. And then you end up murdering them because <laughs> they've won. What, because they beat you? <laughs> if you lose your dinner, if you win, you're also dinner. Whoops. <laughs> Uh, Once again, I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> Sorry to all the vegans <laughs> and the chickens. <laughs> um, okay, and so your luxury meal. The genie improves all of this. He's very happy to get this all for you. He's like, yep, yep, yep. You were much less demanding than the last girl. Thank God. <laughs> Chat, genie sounds. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, a luxury meal, it won't come as any surprise. Um, in no small part because I probably, in the grimmest way possible, tried to extract some of the onions and garlic from this to use in other things. It's going to be a mushroom risotto, specifically mm. the kind that I cook here. Um, rice, there's an argument to say it's the best carbohydrate in the sense that it doesn't immediately make me want to fall asleep for four hours afterwards. <laughs> it's light, it's easy to exercise on afterwards. Mushrooms are amazing if they're not picked raw from this land. It's fairly simple, but again, they're just... It's something that is so easy to make and yet it tastes so goddamn royal whenever you have it. Yeah, mushroom risotto. Love that. Mushroom risotto it is. Do you have a sprinkling of... Do you have, like, some sprinkling of cheese at all on it? Not cheese, but, like, can you get vegan-like parmesan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't had any for a couple of years um, because... They've somehow managed to make it smell even worse than regular parmesan, uh, which is a miracle of engineering. But yeah, it does. It doesn't. It doesn't ruin it. But no, I don't normally bother with it to be honest. Okay, what's the other thing? Kitchen uh, drink. Kitchen drink. implements. Oh, drink. Yep. So, drink-wise, I really wanted to go on brand and say specifically martini white vermouth because Ooh. it is the greatest alcohol of all time mm-hmm. and i have made risottos with it and they taste delicious they really shouldn't but they do mm-hmm. uh, however i'll go a little bit more basic again because it is more applicable to cooking in general and also to take away the pain of being stuck on this island hundreds of miles away from anyone white wine and Ooh, if it's yeah. an unlimited supply life could get a hell of a lot easier with it so again as preferably a still sort of 12% proof, fairly simple, that kind of thing. Are we going like a Sauvignon or a Chablis or a Pinot Grigio? I'll, I'll be honest, Maya. I'll be honest, Maya. My favourite wine of all time is called Vivray. It. it costs. Oh like my God, pounds. my parents hate that. <laughs> and it's only available from Tesco, which I think means that I, Joe Spagnoli, my favourite wine is a Tesco owned brand wine. No way. So specifically, that would, that would be the one. Okay, Vouvray. I was expecting something really grand, <clears throat> beautiful like the Lambrini, of... <laughs> <laughs> the two-liter bottle. That What's isn't the foot wine, wine called? Barefoot. Barefoot. I call it yeah. the foot wine. Isn't that the re- Isn't that really bad, or is it? Good? I don't. I can't really remember. It's, it looks really bad. Yeah, the packaging yeah. looks really bad. It's not awful. It's an upgrade from whatever Echo Falls is trying to be. <laughs> Echo Falls is just Ribena. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and your three kitchen equipments. Yeah, I actually. Do you know what? I actually struggled to. This is the to hardest three. bit, I think. No, I, I wasn't struggling to narrow it down to three. I was struggling to get up to three. I could think of two very easily, but the third I was like, well, what more do I actually need? Um, a large non-stick stir-fry pan. Yeah. Because you can use that as a saucepan, as a wok. As a weapon. As, <laughs> as a weapon. Like Rapunzel. As a, just, I mean, I, I, I remain convinced it is the only pan you need what to go about? through university. Upgrading to a cast iron, so you're also getting the iron supplement. 
Oh god. <laughs> no, but you and know so with past eyes you've got I to like oil it. them and stuff. Yeah, like I saw a video where it. this guy oiled mm. it and then he like baked it for a bit to make sure it had like a layer of something. Like that's yeah. just too much effort when you're on a desert island. Also, you do you want a layer of whatever in your food? Like, it, they just use olive oil. So what they do is you can't wash it with soap ever. Yeah. So you just wash it with hot water and then you pat it dry, rub some olive oil or any other neutral mm-hmm. oil into it, and then you bake it to dry it. Okay, so it's not like there's not like a layer of like. No, no, no. She, it's just a high maintenance pan. Okay. <laughs> I feel What's like your... day one on a desert island, I'm gonna have more pressing priorities than <laughs> seasoning my cast iron. He's like, oh well, now I need oil to keep the cast iron seasoned. See if I can and forage like, some sea salt. Paper towels, because oh god. Paper the genie's like, nah, great. your list is too long. <laughs> yeah, the genie's like, honey, honey, pipe down. <laughs> He's like, God, you are more demanding than the other girl who wants <laughs> the chickens. <laughs> Nonstick pan. Specifically a stir fry pan, though, because stir I maintain pan. you can do stir anything fry. in those because, yeah. you know, they're like woks, but just not Bathe quite your children impressive. <laughs> I mean, if, if the veganism really was being tested by that point, yes. Um, <laughs> secondly, Incredibly root one, a knife, not really for eat, not like a serving knife. knife I'm thinking no! like a, a vegetable, <laughs> or just like a standard a big vegetable knife, yeah. chopping knife. No, not even a big not one. Not even a chef's knife. I mean, I guess knife? if it was multi-purpose enough, mm. then yes. Oh, Swiss but Honestly, knife. I'm just... Something... Swiss a Swiss ball. army knife. Swiss knife? Swiss army knife? <laughs> Are you confusing it with the cheese? <laughs> no, no. Swiss, I mean, it's Swiss army knife, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Yeah, but I don't like the idea of leafing through 180 different configurations just to be able to chop some tomatoes. <laughs> That's a good point, actually, because you don't have huge amounts of things that you'd need to chop. Yeah. Hmm. So you could probably Maybe get away with a pairing knife. Really. Yeah, I was just thinking of a standard pairing knife. As long mm. as the handle's good, that's all yeah. you need. And then third off, again, it's just so I can make some, like, chickpea popcorn or whatever or just do some other random stuff with what whatever was left over a baking tray this Ooh. is the most boring yep. choice of three kitchen implements of all time but yeah adds, like adds the roasting function on top of all the other random stuff mm. i can already do yeah no oh, i like that baking tray okay yeah. genie approves genie approves <laughs> yeah he's like the genie Great, goes i'll off get you one of those shopping. things He's like, I'll go to get you some Tesco's own brand boobray. <laughs> you could get all of this stuff in a Tesco Metro. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not that's that's going to be very little solace when I'm yeah. dying on Tristan de Kuna or whatever. But you know, at least the genie's had a good time. At least the genie's got change. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, oh. so just to recap, for because we ramble on, uh, we've got chickpeas tinned be specific tomatoes cherry or other whatever the genie can get from the market wheat and your luxury meal is your mushroom risotto your drink is specifically white wine still 12 percent vouvre um you're going to be drunk on this island a lot of the time which will take <laughs> away the pain <laughs> and then non-stick pan specifically a stir fry pan a knife and a baking tray as your kitchen equipment i think those are all very good choices I don't think well there's anything inspirational in there, but I went as I tried to do, which is kind of odd considering what I've done with you in the past, Maya. 
as sensible and utilitarian as possible. No frills, no laughs, focused on survival and getting drunk. Yes. Focus on survival, brackets, getting drunk. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order as well. Right, as a, a foodie person, I spend a lot of time on food TikTok, or food talk as they like to call it, as the kids like to call it. Um, and one thing that I always see now is um, this this very popular sound, good soup. <laughs> it's deeper. It's like good soup, good soup. Um, and I find it very entertaining. So I thought uh. we could start this fe- a new feature called good soup and I'm going to list some soups and Joe and Claudia are just going to vote on whether they think it's good soup or not. And there are some soups that I've included that I will expect you to say good soup. And there are a couple where if you say good soup, you are no longer my friends. Oh, (laughs) choose wisely. So no pressure. (laughs) No. So there's there's a lot, a lot we're playing for here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. So... There we go, it's gone. Um, Okay. Starting off easy. Chicken noodle soup. Good soup, but only if you're ill. I wouldn't crave it. Ever. Obviously, Joe is vegan, so most of these are going to be bad soup. I'll Mm. I'll do a bit of role play into myself (laughs) pre-2016. Yeah, I mean, I feel... Yes, however, it gets less good the more effort you put into it. Yeah. As Claudia says, probably best from a packet, but good soup. Yes. Good, good. I like this. You're still my friends. (laughs) (laughs) The next one is gazpacho. Gazpacho. Oh, excellent soup. soup. Very, very good soup. Although I did once, my mum's friend made a cucumber, like a cucumber soup that was cold mm-hmm. and it had like a little bit of gazpacho in the middle which was the best bit of the soup the <laughs> cucumber was like horrific i was like what is the soup yeah. cucumber is already bland enough why have you made an entire soup <laughs> from it so i was like stirring the gazpacho a bit like out of the middle to make the rest of it have flavor <laughs> so i always think of that compute that cu- cucumber gazpacho whatever thing anyway i'm so sorry the next one is French onion soup. Good soup. Very, very good soup. Particularly enjoy the little boat of cheese and bread at the top. The crust, crusty bit of... Uh, oh, yes. so yeah. good. The little baguette, just toasted to perfection, mm. covered in cheese, bubbling into the onions. Oh, excellent. <laughs> it's brilliant. The cheesy, the cheesy desert island upon mm. the onion soup. Good soup. Good soup. Okay, vichyssoise soup. Disgusting soup. I hate the texture. Yes, you are still my friends. You You say vichy, I just think back to a very dark period of history. So immediately, bad soup. (laughs) It is uh, not a great soup. I don't say why soup shouldn't be cold unless it's like gazpacho, like thin and... You know, like yeah. Vichy Soise is quite thick to have soup cold. Mm-hmm. And the last one, miso soup. I do enjoy some miso soup. It always feels cleansing. Like I feel like it's purifying me of everything. <laughs> My soul is clean. 
Yeah, my body is a temple after I eat miso soup. Before that, it's usually like a shed, but (laughs) (laughs) a shed. (laughs) Like the last round, four out of five. One at super. Way. I feel like we should introduce more wacky things as this feature goes on. So then I'll start just saying random things that aren't even soup. I'm not going to lie. I I was pretty disappointed by how route one they were. I was expecting like fennel and licorice soup or something. (laughs) I think I'm going to start easy. This is just the introduction to see the the reception that we get. (laughs) Cue in, go easy on me from (laughs) Biodale. Are you going to make it highly specific and be like the lump of mayonnaise in the middle of a soup de poisson? <laughs> With the fish head in your booyah base. <laughs> Con floating salmon head. <laughs> the eyeball. I'm joking. Shrek's <laughs> <laughs> <Dregs> spotty. <laughs> soup. Okay, so moving away from soups and more into something tasty (laughs) something sweet but it can be savory if you didn't make anything sweet this week although i did most certainly did bake of the week bake of the week all made or ate or enjoyed just enjoyed yeah i've had enjoyed if you don't eat it (laughs) the enjoyed of the week (laughs) we're very good at segues yeah so what did everyone what did everyone make i made halloween cookies so many of them i've been eating little ghost shaped biscuits for far longer than i'd like to admit (laughs) we didn't decorate halloween the pumpkins were bottom of the barrel minimal effort had a smiley face drawn on it with a sharpie so Mm -hmm. we didn't have time to carve it but you had to you piped these very intricate ghost cookies (laughs) royal icing because if you're not making royal icing what are you doing (laughs) sugar and water wrong actually i'll go as far as calling it a disgrace it ruins your cookies (laughs) it's not crispy enough and it makes them go soggy so no Mm -hmm. and they were just great they were like a simple vanilla biscuit a little bit crispy around the edges you know what nice pale basic you would have bought this in a bakery when you were a kid Mm -hmm. maybe a bit baked sadly and then just piped on little ghost faces. I'm awful. I'm so, so bad at decorating. But they were so uh, good. They were so good. They did look very professional. I've eaten. So we made like 40. There's two of us in this house. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you can only make two. 40. Like that's the minimum. <laughs> I, I'm not making any less biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Serves four? No, I think not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> My oh. bake of the week is also very similar, Halloweeny based. It were I made um, butternut squash and sultana muffins, Ooh. which they're supposed to have pumpkin, but you can use butternut. That's like similar flavors with butternut, um, and they were an absolute treat. I actually really I made them in forty five minutes because I was pressed for time, so I was grating butternut squash like a maniac, <laughs> but lovely and moist. Cream cheese icing piped on the top, mm. bit of cinnamon to garnish. And it, good soup. <laughs> good soup. <laughs> Is butternut squash really hard to grate? It was very laborious because like, it yeah, was very to wet. Hack into one. Yeah, I just had wet. to cut a section and then just kind of just go at it until I had two hundred grams. <laughs> and you even got skin. an arm workout. Yeah, I peeled oh, the yeah. skin off first. That's hmm. tough. 
which yeah. the, the the what do you call it the peeler was not having a good time well you tried to like why did you invite me to this party i didn't like it <laughs> you tried to peel a squash with a vegetable peeler yeah here's a hack stab it, it does with work. a fork it did work put it in the microwave for a couple of minutes it softens just enough that you can peel it easily with a potato peeler oh i there saw it on tiktok thank you hacks <laughs> hacks and um, what about you joe very different actually so you could say you said it could be savory or sweet kind of both um it's oh. unlike anything we had before it was i'd say it was a sort of in quotation marks french peasant pasta dish with poi lentils a lot of lemon in it quite unusually Delicious. and like greek greek style yogurt as well it, it was it went down very divisively like my mum had one forkful and just no couldn't face the rest of it i absolutely loved it i thought it was just really really nice quite light as well because as we all know lentils are a superfood mm -hmm. they are mm -hmm. one of the best things for your gut and of course we had it with linguine which is the yep. goated that is the top of your shape. pasta ranking always <laughs> claudia's having an aneurysm <laughs> claudia's face is not impressed <laughs> But yeah, it's really, Ooh. really good. Not Halloween themed at all, but it was nice to br branch out a little bit. And Definitely. I had a second yeah. portion. Which it is almost rare. sounds Middle Eastern with the yogurt and the citrus and the lentils. Yeah, I feel like lentils often need a bit of lemon. Like I made braised yeah. lentils the other day and they also needed lemon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, is, is linguine not your top pasta shape, Claudia? No. I can't get behind it. The, it just doesn't grip the sauce well enough. So I'm usually a bow tie. <gasps> Joe is absolutely going to murder you. Bow ties. <laughs> they Farfalle. are the one. Yes. Are you serious? Farfalle for the win. Are you they... serious? <laughs> or... They are the worst. No, like, they're, they're not. I'm glad the we're worst. recording this over Zoom because there would be actual <laughs> bloodshed if we were in the same room. No, no, no. Claudia, right, right. We... Joe, I had so much respect for you, but your pasta choice here is, is like knocked you down a couple points. Linguini ruins the sauce. It's only okay if it's like in a fishy dish. So like spaghetti alle vongole, that's fine. Anything else, you can proudly say you've ruined the dish by making linguine your pasta of choice. <laughs> I think I broke Joe. Who are you? <laughs> a lover of literally any other shape of pasta. Spaghetti, great. Farfalle, great. Conchiglie, excellent. If you have something with like bits in the sauce. So like bacon or if you're doing i don't know like something with feta crumbled up because it'll capture it it'll encase it trap it then you're getting all the flavor in one mouthful why would you have conchiglia over like orecchiette or something in that orecchiette case orecchiette is great yes but orecchiette you can only have if you've made them shop bought yeah. doesn't hit the same yeah i have never doesn't seen shop like shop orecchiette to be fair like i've only had it in a restaurant yeah. it's delicious no, I, I or even like is... strozza preti, that's great with pesto. Oh, trophy with pesto is great as well. I like that. <laughs> Joe's just even like... just basic fusilli. <laughs> oh, so basic. 
they, they will do a better job at grabbing your sauce than those in Green Yabba will. <laughs> Joe I, is not I'm not going to fight against Fusilli <laughs> other than Rotini is better. Um, the most Fusilli sold in supermarkets is actually Rotini. <laughs> I mean, true, actually, true. Objectively true. No, genuinely, there was, back in our student radio days, Maya and I, on a charity thing, we had to do like a a cooking challenge using only what was available in a staff room. It was so like basically... three, it was like three pounds and you had to yeah. make a starter, a main course and a dessert from three pounds. Three pounds. Yeah. Yes. But and bear in mind, this was all... like 2am. So we were like, we will do this. <laughs> yeah. And it was just people nicking stuff from their halls. And so yeah. obviously it just ended Your up being team really cheated. weird. Like the team that Joe, that cooked for Joe cheated because they were first years. So they just went back to their, thing and got like a full yeah, meal but we didn't team. use it we didn't use it because two of them went back to their digs brought back a packet of pasta said joe we'll get you a pasta you can do all sorts with that it was farfalle <laughs> specifically it was the tri-colored one and it was no sauce as well wasn't it no yeah they had like See? packet sauce and farfalle i'm no. just like take this he was back. Like, i would I rather refuse. starve <laughs> yeah I, I i support the packet sauce i will keep a jar of pesto for like bottom of the barrel days. Like when I'm so close to ordering a takeaway, but I say, no, Claudia, be good. That's when the jar of sauce comes out. But otherwise you make it, you freeze it. And then you have your homemade pasta sauce ready at any time. Just God, like a no. manonna used to It's make. when people <laughs> actually ask me about it. They're like, oh, have a good dolmio day. Is that what you sound like in Italy? Do you eat dolmio <laughs> in Italy? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh. I'm, uh, I'm just anyway. so upset. <laughs> Joe is still recovering. Cause, no, because Fafale were like my favorite as a kid. So they've got so much nostalgia behind them as well because it's exciting. It, it It's called butterflies. Who doesn't want to eat butterfly pasta? I don't want to eat butterflies. They're beautiful <laughs> animals. They've done nothing wrong. May I also say they were my favorite as a kid. Some of us grow yeah. up in the 15 years following oh, them being our favorite God. pasta. Oh, some this serious is, stuff happening. Look, this, isn't, this isn't about pasta shapes, as it turns out. This is about the real world versus the childish fantasy world. <laughs> this is about we all move unbelievable. On. We move on from Fafale eventually. Some no, of us do it don't. age eight, others move on at 58, but we Joe, all move on. Joe, do you still drink water? Because you drank that as a kid. <laughs> You probably still eat apples and oranges as well. You also had those as a kid. Yeah, but I don't have nos. I don't have my my love of them isn't based off nostalgia. When I bite into an apple, I don't think I'm not really enjoying this. But it was lovely when I was four years <laughs> old, so I'm going to keep going. No, but the thing with my family is that they stand the test of time, and they're delicious always. <laughs> right. I have this is this is basically make or I don't want to don't want to put too much on this, Claudia. This is the most important question I'm ever going to ask you <laughs> because this determines can we go on from here? Macaroni, yes or no? No. You've saved yourself. Oh thank God. <laughs> no, okay. Macaroni, much like pasta with only meatballs. macaroni in a pasta fagioli. Mm. But even Again, then, there's better. Even then, you what can't else do would better. you have in it though? Like Mezzamanica. Chop up bucatini is probably still better. <laughs> chop up bucatini, to be fair, yeah. Or like if you want to go real basic and real nostalgic, the little star-shaped ones. Oh. 
That sounds yeah. quite sweet. Stellina, way to go. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys made up now. <laughs> it's all good. I, I still respect good. you, Joe. Joe's not sharpening his knives and finding your I'm address almost, to come I'm down. I'm almost tempted you. <laughs> to buy some farfalla, try it with some pesto, and actually see can it be redeemed? Because it has been a long time since I've had it. And I think it's now time for us to round off the show. It's been so lovely speaking to you, Joe, about your obsession with pasta. The ranking um, that has not been updated for three <laughs> no. years. You know what? We'll have you back to see if Farfalle is now at the top. Imagine you, you, we convert, we absolutely turn that pasta ranking upside down. Yep. It goes from number, whatever is it, 149 to one. <laughs> My uh, the list is out of twenty six at the moment. Oh, was it twenty six? I can't. Remember. Yeah, yeah. Why did I think? Oh no, it was your poster that had one hundred and forty nine pasta shapes. Yep. No. Follow us at uh, sit down buffet underscore podcast, and I will once again plug my food Instagram because that do it. Always seeking to. followers uh, at <laughs> Myers Marvelous Creations, and uh, yeah, any other plugs you guys want to go for. I think I'm good. Other than that, I'm pretty much on every single other social. <laughs> Not many people have my same surname, so I'm easy to spot. <laughs> yes. All three of them. All, All three of them. 500 of them. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And yeah, big up Claudia, who's got her SRE uh, party this party. award ceremony. That's not party. Award ceremony. <laughs> well, they're doing an after party. Open bar this year as well. Uh, I am so jealous of that. Spoiling us. <laughs> really are <laughs> and joe anything you'd like to plug not at this exact moment although this has definitely inspired me to create version two of the seria pasta league table which will Ooh. probably be expanded to like 30 you or know 32. what we could even when we get enough well now the instagram at this time will have probably been set up we could yep. even do it on the instagram and help you out with it and get people to vote which I do. I don't like the idea of you making this democratic because if you let this isn't English, a democracy Maya no if you let the English vote on this macaroni will make top five and oh. we can't be having that no. no but yeah thank you very much for having me on it's been very enjoyable um, and to know that Claudia and I damn near killed each other in the last ten minutes <laughs> is also an unexpected thanks for listening and see you next time. <laughs>